What's up, everybody? It's straight off the press. I'm your host, LA Rams cornerback, five-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, and Super Bowl champion, Jalen Ramsey. When the game goes final, you'll hear from me, honest and unfiltered. Let's get into it. What up, everybody? Week three, straight off the press with Jalen Ramsey and Uninterrupted. As y'all see, I'm here with my teammate, linebacker, future Hall of Famer, Pro Bowl, All Pro, all that. Y'all know, Bobby Wagner. I got my dog Bobby in the building. Come on, man. Y'all know. So we, we doing it a little different. I'm still coming to y'all straight off the press, straight off the field, you know what I mean? But it's just a little different this time. Right I ain't in the, in the suite. We had to get in a plane. Mm-hmm. We we had to come back. We had our first away game, so we had to come back to the city. We just got our first division win against the Arizona Cardinals. So that's a big win for us. Bobby, how you feel? I know this was your you've been in the division your whole career. Mm-hmm. It's your first one with us though. Yep. How you feel like that today? I feel good, man. I feel like um to hold a team like that to no points um is big time. But I'm also like excited because I feel like we still ain't played our best ball Facts. yet. And so it's like if we can just keep clicking and, and doing what we did today, yeah, like we can really take it far. That's for sure. So far, our best performance of the year as far as, man, no, we ain't allowed no touchdowns, mm-hmm. straight field goals. And, and really, I, I can still say we gave them probably two of them field goals mm-hmm. just off of stuff we was messing up on. Yeah. Our, um, and that that's going to be key for us. Like you said, we ain't even played our best ball yet, so yeah. we're just going to keep rolling from here. Yeah, we could have got some turnovers that helped them out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely so, – I mean, this was our first game without turnovers, huh? Yeah, so that's why I said like I, I still feel like we can – we could do a lot of things to improve and, and help the team out for sure. I felt like you out there a couple times today. I had a couple big hits. Mm-hmm. And then you the Rams, did that third down. Come on, yeah. Come on, TFL. Come on, swag. And then the Rams, the Rams tweeted it up heavy hitters with me and you. Yeah, swag. Come on, get in the weight room. So Come on. Good. I I couldn't even imagine. I know for me, like looking at you when I was in college, looking at y'all's defense, mm-hmm. like. I couldn't imagine in no way, no way in hell that Bobby Wagner would not finish his career as a Seattle Seahawk. Like, how did we get to this point where you were L.A. Ram? Man, I think it's just I'm right there with you. I didn't I didn't expect to be on a different team. Um, but, you know, I think as you get older, you realize that sometimes organizations move in a different direction. And, uh, you know, we kind of kind of foresaw it with KJ where they drafted a linebacker early. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had drafted another linebacker before. So, um, you know, I knew we didn't have a good year last year and that, you know, there's a potential chance for them to go young. But I just didn't – I could have never thought that they was actually going to do it. But, I mean, you know, I ended up back back my original home. And so yeah. I can't be can't be too mad. That's It's just crazy to me, though, because I get what you're saying. And I, and, I, and I understand where teams come from, you know, when they, when they feel like they got to reload or rebuild and they want to do it young. Mm-hmm. But, damn, like, the best linebacker in the NFL, I ain't man, I ain't going to do that. Was it any type of, like, tension, any type of, like, animosity between them? Nah, up until the point, it was all love. Like, it's, I never saw a sign, per se, um, up until um, I started getting, you know, a couple calls, a couple texts, you know, kind of alluding to what they were about to do. But, mm. um, you know, I think... When it happened, I was frustrated. I was upset. Um, but as I move on, you know, I, I you know, 
you see the bigger picture. Yeah. You know, you trust God's plan. And, you know, I realized you never could take away my time there. And, you know, they, they gave me a shop. So it's something I can I can always appreciate. I'm glad you're here with us now, with the Rams. Like, sure. Everybody know the story about Les Snead done told the story a thousand times of how they, how they second-guessed the draft decision and didn't draft you and let you slip to Seattle, and then you've been giving them hell all your, yeah. all your career. Now, this time, as, as soon as that happened with Seattle, did you know immediately, I want to go back home? I want to go back to, to, to L.A.? Or were you like, man... It's open now. I'm gonna go wherever. I'm gonna go highest bidder. I'm gonna go uh, best situation for me. I'm gonna go to a team that's stacked, loaded, gonna be contending for for championships. Like, what was your mindset immediately? Like your your immediate mindset as soon as it happened? I think as soon as it happened, my first mindset was I wanted to stay on the West Coast. Okay. I didn't want to go um, too far. Is you that know, because you live? Is because you're I from lived, here? Uh, yeah, I'm from okay. here. So Seattle was never a far trip for me to right. come to California, mm -hmm. and so um, you know I couldn't couldn't have a vision myself um, being on the East Coast and being far from family. So, um, but as things start playing out, you know we had a lot of East Coast teams interested, but you know the Rams was interested as well. So mm -hmm. um, I was kind of pulling for the Rams, hoping that it worked out because you know I wanted to be home and and. You know, I I grew up. You know, the Rams wasn't there when I was yeah. when I was young. But you know, everybody in the city was Rams fans because they were there, and so they the older people passed it down to their kids and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So like everybody was a Rams fan. I still remember draft day. Like I was going to the bathroom and I got a call, and it was from the Rams. Okay. And they said, um, I think it was the linebackers coach. He was like, Hey, like after Seattle picks, we're gonna pick you. And so I was getting ready to tell my family that I was going to be a Ram. And then I got a call from Seattle. And then Seattle told me they about to pick me. And so I was confused. I didn't know which one to believe. And then I saw my name pop up for the Seahawks. And so it's kind of crazy how God worked. Like, you That's know, crazy. On, on, that, on that day when you got that call first from the Rams, I mean, I know how draft day is. You excited regardless of where you go. but. But was that like for real, for real? You thought in your mind like, yo, this dream come true. I definitely thought it was a dream come true because it was just like there was so much that happened to get to that point. Like I went to Utah State. I stayed all four years. I got sick before the combine, so I couldn't go to the combine. Then I had to do my own pro day because I couldn't make it for the Utah State pro day. So there were so many different things that I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And it ended up working out. Man, it definitely ended up working out for us. I know I was one of the the main ones on the front line. You probably getting tired of me. I'm like, nah. Bobby, Bobby, uh, come on now. Yeah, as soon as come soon on as, now. As soon as I got released, you and AD for, for sure man, was the first people I, that hit me up. I was sure. man, I was not playing. I was not for bullshitting. Sure. I'm like, yo, in this defense, I got a group message with like Sean and Rob. I'm like, mm -hmm. we gotta get Bobby Wagner. Yeah, I'm like, yo, we got AD. He gonna be the leader of that D line. They gonna pipe up. I'm like, yo, we got to get Bobby Wagner because what Bobby Wagner is going to do for this team and not only this team, but what Bobby Wagner is going to do for Ernest Jones. Yeah. I was like, I was really excited to play with Ernest. Yo. Yeah. Ernest, man, I remember last year we were like a couple of us, we were going to ride like, hey, Ernest is going to be the one. Like, yeah, Ernest got to play. He, he like gotta, that. You got to put him in there. Ernest yeah. got to play. So when it all unfolded, I know – Man, they were they were trying to get Vaughn. They were trying to work through all their little logistical stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, every day, damn near, I'm still texting them like, Bobby, yeah, like 
Bobby. Y'all gotta, we gotta get Bobby, man. I'm just so glad that it worked out. There was a couple times I thought the door was closed. Yeah. And, and I was like, all right, let me move on because I couldn't just sit there and wait. And every time I thought the door closed, it like somebody hit me up and be like, yo, like don't, don't sign nowhere else. Like we gonna work this out. So in a sense, were you waiting on us like to work it out? I wasn't necessarily waiting. Um, you know, you kind of just looking. Like I, I'm doing my thing. You know, obviously, because I represent myself, so I'm calling. I'm doing all these different things, but I'm looking over there. I'm watching the moves. The I'm watching. The, I'm watching Vonden sign over there. I'm watching. You know, A. Rob signed there, so I was paying attention to it. I wouldn't say I was waiting, but I definitely was paying attention to it. And you just said it, and I, I definitely want to get into this. You represent yourself. You your own agent, right? Yeah. Because I don't really know how it go. I just, you know, my agent David. Mm -hmm. So. I, I trust on David, like, fully. Like, yeah. man, if it's communication needs to be made between, you know, you and the GM or you you and the whoever about contracts or what, whatever the situation may be, man, like, you the vessel, they going to go through you. How does that go for you, representing yourself? Do they call you directly? Like, let's call you directly. Yeah. You call him and be like, I'm interested. Like, how does that, how does that even go? So this was the interesting part. Like, this, my first time when I did my contract, I was signed you know, I was trying to work it with the Seahawks. I didn't mm -hmm. really have to talk to nobody. But this time, because I was free, I had to, you know, talk to all the GMs. But I also had to establish a relationship. Personally, you? Personally, yeah. Okay. Because I had to, like, I think everybody either didn't know or forgot that I represented myself. Mm. So I had got all the GMs' numbers, and I sent out, like, a text to every GM, like, hey, this is Bobby. Um, I'm representing myself if you, you know, if you... Want me to come Bobby done put him in a group message, y'all. I didn't put all, him in a, not a group message. NFL individually. GMs. Individually. Um, individually. But it was funny because at first I wasn't getting no text back. Mm. And so I'm like, dang, like, are there, is nobody interested? And so after like a day or so, I start getting text messages and calls. And every GM that hit me, even less, was like, yo, we thought this was a joke. I was just about to say they were probably scared of tampering or yeah, something. Yeah, we was like, yo, we didn't like we didn't think this was really your number. Mm. I was like, yeah, this is me texting you. Like, I had to get on the phone with a couple of them. Like, yo, like, yeah, this is me. It's Bobby like, for real. Yeah. So, um, the process was dope, man. I, I got a chance to to have a conversation with a lot of gems. You know, some which I keep in touch with and just like want to build a rapport because I look forward to like whenever I'm done. You know, I want to be. Um, you know, my goal is to like be a president of a team or mm. own a team, and mm. so um, being able to have those relationships is pretty dope. No, nah, that is that's crazy. And, and let's go back first. Did you text all thirty-two teams, GMs, or you were very selective? Like, okay, I want to. I know you said you want to stay on the West Coast, so probably all the West Coast teams. I definitely text. Essence. I definitely text every West Coast team first, and then I kind of looked at the rosters and seen okay. who had linebackers. Okay. Like, you know, and so I, I would text the people that had linebackers. Anybody who had, like, a, a young linebacker or somebody like that, I kind of just um, left it alone unless they reached out to me personally. Mm. Then I, I would engage in conversation. But, you know, if they had, like, an established group of guys already there, then, um, you know, I kind of just assumed that they, they wasn't trying to do anything crazy. Yes, I'm, I'm interested in this. I ain't going to lie to you. Did it feel like um, – because I ain't never been doing nothing like that, right? Like besides, like what I compare it to is maybe getting recruited in high school, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit. Yeah, is that how it felt a little bit? Like, man, I got like a top three right now. I got a top five, and and these GMs I'm talking to, they they trying to persuade me, yeah. giving out their best pitches. They move the woo. 
I wouldn't say it was like that because I had to separate like the player and the agent. Like I had mm. to like do work. I had to be strategic, mm. but then I also had to be like the player who like trying to hold his excitement. So when LA called, got to hold my excitement. I got to focus on the work. You know, when the Ravens called, I had to, you know, hold my excitement. Mm. You know, who don't want to play with mm-hmm. where Ray Lewis was at? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so um, it, it was more just like, all right, I got to do this right. Because, you know, I feel like the conversation is always that players can't negotiate contracts by themselves. Mm-hmm. And so um, I felt like the first time and this time, like, you, I got to do it right. And I knew regardless of how well I did it, it was going to be criticized more than any other contract just because, like, they don't, they don't want this to be a trend. It, yep. And so, That's it. Um, so, yeah, so as soon as I got it done, I was ready for anybody who's ready to attack it. And that's the whole thing. Whether it. you, whether you love the, the smoke. you know what I mean? Whether you love the contract or don't, like I'm able to have a conversation on what's in my contract because I mm-hmm. put it there. Cause you, mm-hmm. So when I would see like different reports come out that this is in the contract, I don't have to go nobody. I put it there. So I'm like, no, nah, that's not how it goes. Like this is how it is. And, you know, we had one publication put out um, some false narratives yeah. and then... They posted that, everybody picked that up. And then when uh, when I kind of fact checked them, they posted another article saying I did do a good job, but they didn't blast that one. They kind of hit it they, and I they found They tried it. to hide that one. Yeah, of I hit it, I found that one, and then I blasted that one. I feel like I remember that too, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, like you and Sherm, like Sherm had your back, because Sherm did his own contract. Yeah, Sherm at, did at his own contract too. Did, that, that's the crazy part, like even like people, talk trash about Sherm's contract, but if you look at the way Sherm structured his contract and looked at the way that everybody that signed with the 49ers that mm-hmm. year, all the contracts are very similar. Mm. And so, again, it's just like the whole narrative that, you know, they want to stop this from being a, a trend, but yeah. I just think that, you know, why we can't all eat? Like, agents, I think, Facts. like, you know, I think there's some great agents mm-hmm. out there. Um and then there's some players that's able to do it themselves. Yeah. And so why we can't just cause this? You don't take, I don't take money off your plate. At and you don't take money off At my all. plate. So, you know, that's my whole, that's my whole thing. How did you learn this? Like, how did you know that I want to try to represent myself? I know you're an avid book reader. You love reading books. You love listening to books. Yeah. Like, we, we be in a locker room talking about, I'm going to go home and play 2K. Bobby in the locker room <laughs> talking about something, I'm going to go read a book. Like, is is that how you learned that you wanted to do this and learned about doing it mm-hmm. by reading or doing research? Or was it by, like you said, potentially maybe having um, the relationship with the GM in uh, Seattle or having a relationship with Les to learn, like, through their experiences? Or is it a little bit of you just learning through your own experience and doing it? Yeah, I think um, I've always been interested in business and mm-hmm. I wanted to be in business. And so, um, you know, I would do interns in the, in the off season and things like that. And so through the I was, PA? Yeah, not through the PA. Just I just found some Seahawks okay. helped out for sure. Uh, with like, um, Starbucks and Microsoft. And then there was a couple of venture firms that I was able to connect with. Okay. And so, um, I, it started with that. And then, uh, you know, I just was looking like what, like the biggest thing that I found, um, when it comes to athletes, when they retire is that they don't have that experience. Mm. And that's the biggest thing is like, you know, when you get done, everybody wants you to start from scratch. 
um, and kind of just work your way through the through the game. And so I'm like, all right, I don't want to do that. I want to start now. And so I started that, and then I was thinking, like, what better way to show that I can do business than to understand the business that I'm in right now? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, man, I want to take a crack at this um, this contract. You know, everybody says the NFL contract is one of the most complicated um, contracts um, because of the non-guarantees and things of that mm-hmm. nature. And so, um, you know, I felt like if I could, you know, get this done, then um, that has set me up nice for whenever I decide to walk away from the game. Yeah. Is, is that also where your ambition to want to be a president one day come from? Yeah, for sure. Because I think, like, when I, um, you know, you got to show that you've done something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. And so I'm like, all right, I, I've negotiated my own contract. It boy, you're a hell be, of a president, boy. You know what I mean? Like, just show, like, like I've been um, very conscious and very particular about, you know, the way that I move and try to get in that space. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I come, and present myself like they know that I've done my homework. It's 100%. not just like something that just came out of the blue. Like I've, I've done the work. I'm still doing the work. And again, we don't know when that time come, but I know when that time come, I'll be ready. 100%. Is there, is there something that you are, and like I said, I'm just, I'm interested in this. Is there something that you are like super proud of that you've done for yourself in your contract? Like, Yo, I had to, like you said, I had to take the player out of it a little bit. I had to mm-hmm. take the excitement out of it, and I had to be my agent. And I had mm-hmm. to talk to Les Snead or, 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 or Tony or yeah, whoever you both had. Both of them. Les Snead and Tony to get this contract to where it was acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is there, like, how did that go just with, like, with our guys? How did that go with Les and Tony? Was those conversations, like, did it ever get to a point where it was, like, tough a little bit, where it was, like, hey, like, Less I ain't playing about this yeah. part though. Or like Tony, yeah. I'm not playing about this part. There was a couple times where it was like there was a couple things I was like, all right, I can't budge on that. Okay. You know what I mean? I I need this. But I they they handled it like great, very respectful. Mm. And then one thing that I was excited about was they was also interested in helping me like learn, you know, learn the business and things of that nature. And so I felt like this oh, was that's the place. Great. You know what I mean? Like I felt like this was the place that I would um, you know, grow the most. Um, but it it was cool. Like they were they were great. Um, you know, I had a lot of fun. Like kind of negotiating with them. Like, I feel like the the thing that I'm most proud of is is like the emotional side. Cause I feel like a lot of times the reason why people feel like we can't do it is because at some point when things do get um, you know like tension or back and forth, mm-hmm. they feel like we're not emotionally like equipped to be able to handle some of those things. Yeah. I ain't gonna say I couldn't I couldn't do it, mm. but in a sense, like you talking about the emotional part of it, I, I low key would have been up in there like, Les, you you done messed up once now, mm-hmm. you done messed up yeah, once, yeah. Les, and I've been and I've been killing y'all for what, every year in my career. Mm-hmm. Don't let me don't let me go to San Fran, don't let me, <laughs> don't let me go to Arizona and, 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 and do it again. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's that that's a little bit how I would have been just me yeah. personally. Um, Another guy right now around the league, let's talk around the league a little bit, mm-hmm. who is, I, I want to say he's representing himself as well, mm-hmm. is um, Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And Lamar, everybody knows Lamar. Like, Lamar right now, um, through through the first three weeks, has the most passing touchdowns of anybody in the league mm-hmm. at, at 10. Yep. Right? Just two years ago, he won MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, before then, everybody's talking about, uh, you know, he was the last pick. Uh, in the first round of his draft because mm-hmm. they slept on him. Yep. Then he's the youngest MVP. Mm-hmm. Then everybody's sleeping on him saying, man, he uh, he a running back. He can't throw. Mm-hmm. And right now, we in week three, 10 touchdowns, 
in my mind, I'm like, how is it even possible that Lamar ain't got no contract? He was in the same draft class as other great quarterbacks, mm -hmm. Josh Allen. Josh Allen, he's going on the second year of his yeah. deal. Like, how how Lamar ain't, ain't get a blank check, basically? Yeah, I don't see no reason why he shouldn't have his contract done. I think, um, and this is my, like, biggest thing, too, is, like, sometimes, like, when contracts don't aren't, aren't getting done or maybe a player wants something, or the first thing they go to is they always talk about how hard it is to negotiate with a player. Mm. Um, even, even that's like, what the media try to say. That's the media whole thing. Even, like, when, mm -hmm. when I got released, you know, one of the first reasons that they said was because, oh, man, like, the reason why it happened the way it happened was because he represented himself. That don't, you know what I'm saying? If you got a respect for a person, like it don't matter. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? We be putting, we, we get put in tough situations all the time on the field. Mm -hmm. So why not put yourself in a tough situation when it comes to the contract? It's different, but both of y'all gonna grow from it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But I don't see why he shouldn't have a contract or he doesn't have a contract na right now. What I do, what I would say too is I, I um, admire him taking a chance on himself. Because everybody before was like, "Oh man, he shouldn't do this. It's gonna, it's not gonna work out." It's not doing that. For sure. And all he doing is going out there every week, Proving throwing it. touchdowns. They say, "Oh, he all he do is run. He'll break off a seventy-five yard run mm -hmm. and then throw five touchdowns." Yep. And just been chilling. And so, um, you know, really, no matter what, you know, quarterbacks are so hard to find in, in this mm -hmm. in this day and age. And so, no matter how that play out, you know, I think he gonna win because. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins was a guy who took a chance on himself, yes, did, he did the whole thing, and and um, it worked out for him. And this one's just being highlighted because he is negotiating his own mm -hmm. contract, and a lot of people believe that he didn't have a contract because of that. Maybe there's just a specific way he wanted structured, the way, the amount of money he want, and the cash flow. Maybe he's willing to bet on that, and mm -hmm. I'm somebody who admired that. And he keep playing like this. He's balling. The leverage is on his side. I was just about to I was literally just about to say leverage. So we talking about leverage if and and neither one of us is in, are in his shoes, right? Mm -hmm. But say you could be in Lamar's shoes. I know if I was in Lamar's shoes and I had the leverage that I feel like he has right now, he mm -hmm. is he is a top quarterback in the league like 100%. And Without what he question. does for their team, their offense as a leader, as everything that he does, mm -hmm. like I feel like he has all the leverage. Yep. Like it ain't gonna it ain't gonna be running the same without yeah. Lamar, right? Mm -hmm. If I was Lamar, in essence, I would I would call their bluff a little bit. I would I would like, yo, look, I ain't without without no new contract, without y'all showing me that y'all value me, man, I'm not gonna play, man. He get dinged up by I'm not finna play through these injuries like I would. I'm not finna be going out here sacrificing my body and y'all are in essence, I'm not saying this is what they're doing, but mm -hmm. y'all are disrespecting me by not giving me what I deserve. Like, how would you how would you handle that if you in a situation where like, man, you got the leverage and they still ain't respecting it, they ain't getting it done? I think you handle it exactly how he's handling it. In my opinion, you go out there and just play games, just prove them prove them wrong. Each, like each, each and every week, each and every week, you prove them wrong. You know, all he can do is control what he can control. That's a fact. And what he can control is going out there and balling, which he What's is. What's he doing? You know, whether the team at the end of the season is successful or not, or like how many wins mm -hmm. or not. If he has a, uh, you know, if he has another great year, that's another great year. Yeah. And then now you're in a position where you got to either franchise tag him. Yeah, they can't lose him. I don't see like. There's no way them he just can't walking win. away yeah, like he, that's that's they the, need him. that's the Ravens quarterback. Yeah. I don't see nobody else coming in and 
you have to change everything up. And so, you know, I'm, I'm praying for him. I know it's going to work out. I know he's going to do a great job. And, you know, I hope that the people that see him be inspired by, mm. you know, being able to understand that that's an option, which that's really all you want it to be. It's not about taking over an industry. It's just showing, like, players, young guys, whoever, like, if you don't get an agent, you have an option to go about it the right way, but it take work. Yeah. And, you know, if you're willing to put in that work, it can be very lucrative for you. Has, has the NFLPA or anybody around the NFL tried to set up a program for, for guys who want to, you know, represent themselves and be their own agents so y'all can all come together because I'm sure there's other I'm sure there's other guys too who who want to do it but they scared to do it or or they like man maybe only a Bobby Wagner can do it or maybe man maybe only a Richard Sherman can do it or a Lamar Jackson can do it like have they set up any programs reached out to y'all at all like trying to get all y'all together to, to to teach some game like I said I know I can't be the only one interested in this and Lord knows like I, I love David Dave, David my dude David's I'm, great but like I know I'm interested in it, right? And and I know it got to be other guys interested in it. They ain't never, like, they ain't never reached out or nothing. Like y'all get, let's come get together. How many, how many guys is it? The tricky thing is, is you know, to be certified through the NFLPA, you kind of have to work with the NFLPA mm. agent wise. Mm -hmm. So you know, I don't know if it's in their best interest to build something like that. Mm. Um, should they offer it? Yeah, like even like a guy like Roquan Smith, like. You know, if he gets in a position where, like, we're starting to have these, we're starting to have these, these things that come up that they're not ready for. Like, how's mm -hmm. a guy who wants to trade go about doing that? Because this hasn't really been done before. Like, players representing themselves. So how he does represents he represents himself? He does too. Mm -hmm. So how does he reach out to try to set up a trade? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If if a team like that is not seeing your value and you know, maybe they have a different direction for right. you. Like, how does a guy like that? And so I think we need to rethink about, rethink, like, how we looking at this. We shouldn't, like, shy away from it. We should embrace it. Like, I don't think that it's going to be a lot of people, but I think that they should have the resources and they should have the ability to do anything an agent does if they decide to represent themselves. That is tricky, though. How would, how would a guy go about that if... I'm representing myself, and you know, I went through a, I went through a trade process where I, I demanded a trade out of a place, right? Mm -hmm. I demanded a trade out of Jacksonville at the time. Yeah. But I didn't have to. I didn't really. I wasn't speaking to him no way, right? Yeah. We were beefing, but For sure. I didn't have to do that. Like that was David. Like I told David, David, I want out. Yeah. I'm for real. Yeah. And David was like, sleep on it, make sure. David, I want out. I'm yeah. for real. Like the next day and the next day. And they were like, okay. They've mm -hmm. had those conversations, and then yeah. it got sparked off, and then it went to the media, and then it it yeah. unfolded how it how it did. But yeah, I don't know if I don't know how it would have you know really unfolded if I was representing myself. How 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 I even would have went about that? What like how would you go about that? Um, it would have to be the same way. You have to let every every um, GM know that you represent yourself. Because I think not everybody knows that you know he represents himself, and I think um, you know. He need to be able to reach out to teams. I think that's the mm. whole thing with an agent. The agents and GMs, they have these relationships. And so they have these conversations that, you know, would consider be considered tampering, but you would never know because it's just them talking. You know, right. they have that relationship. It's not, you know, they don't bring it to the team until it's pretty much set in stone. Mm. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I think there was a situation where 
Um, you know, he he might have had somebody calling on his behalf, and and you know, the league try to to stop all that instead of figuring out a way to to help him. You know, uh, in a situation he's clearly not happy. Right. Do you think that the league is? I know um, they're not really encouraging it. I know that, and I know the media is hating on it. Right. Do you think a reason is because of what they may deem as tampering? Like, for instance, if I'm a GM and um, it's a good player on another team, right, in a position that I may need, mm -hmm. and I might just have a little feeling that he might be unhappy. Mm -hmm. As a GM, could I hit him up? If he represents himself, could I hit him up and say, what's uh, like, for instance, a GM would hit up David and say, what's going on with your guy? Right? Could GM hit you up and be like, so what's going on with you? And I'm, hey, Bobby, I'm texting as the GM of Wuru, mm -hmm. what's going on with you? I Bobby think, the agent. I think I think a player, if a player decides to represent himself, I think he should be able to do anything an agent does. Mm. Um, and so that's like my take on it. You know, in that situation, like, That'd get a little tricky mm. because if it's like, you, like say I'm, you know, week eight in the season, mm -hmm. and you know, GM or like right before the trade day line, yeah. and the GM reached out to me, like that probably get a little tricky. But that's all things we can work through, things that we could talk about. And then again, like it's not that many people. We talk about less than one percent, maybe yeah. that represent themselves. Yeah. And and again, like we don't like. I think the whole point is don't lose focus. Like mm -hmm. this is just an option. So let's build the resources for the few that want this option man, I instead love of, you know, I, instead I of like go away with it, you know what I mean? I agree 100%, man. I, I admire that, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. I admire that. That's yeah. major. Yeah. Man, I, I love the, the after the football. Like, mm -hmm. especially when you have great players who are great in the game and great mm -hmm. for the game, right, as you are, you know, will be a Hall of Famer. But your ambition after the game, wanting to be a president of an NFL team, like mm -hmm. wanting to be a president of an NFL team, what does that really mean? Like how would you envision, you know, whatever team it is, your team looking like? I understand football and I understand culture. Right. And so for me, like I would start with building a culture. I had to figure out what, what's the culture going to be like? Because there's, there's been so many teams that had like great players, mm -hmm. but the culture wasn't right. Yeah. And they weren't able to to succeed. And there's been teams where, you know, you don't you look at them, they're like, nah, they're not that talented. But the culture is so amazing that they exceed expectations. And so, for me, I would definitely start with the culture, and then you know, get some some good people, get some good players, um, some hungry players. Even like when I think about us, like, um, you know, that that 2012, 13, 14 Seahawks, mm -hmm. like all of us was hungry in our own way. Like even though Earl, even though Earl got um, drafted, I believe first round, mm -hmm. he was hungry because there was a couple safeties that got yep. picked before him. Yep. You know, I was hungry yeah, because Gary. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I was yeah. hungry because like I felt like I could have went higher, and I felt mm -hmm. like a lot of people were sleeping on me because I went to a small school. Mm -hmm. You know, Sherm, everybody know his story. Cam, everybody know his story. Yep. KJ, you know, the list goes on, and so we all was hungry for you know. Um, for different reasons, and we all came together and, you know, took our hunger and put our energy and our focus on one goal. And I think that's why we were so successful. So you would have to kind of try to find guys like that. Bad, bad. So you more of a when – you, when you're thinking about building your team, because, look, 
Like, you you read books? I told you, I do play the game. I play mm-hmm. 2K, Madden, I'm on all that, right? So sure. I play the franchise mode on Madden, I'm the owner. It's I'm the same the, thing. You feel me? I'm it's the, the same owner. Thing. You know what I mean? The way I build my team, a little bit different. You know, Madden, you, you, you can't Well, you really, can't do culture. You can't Madden, do culture, you know what I mean? You know what like, mean? So I'm getting the players. I'm mm-hmm. I'm doing 2021 Rams. I'm going to get the Odells, the Vons, Jalen, mm-hmm. AD, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup. I'm getting I'm, Yeah. I'm loaded on, on, on Madden, right? That makes sense. Like, that's that's when I envision it. Like, that's what I envision. But but you, you like, nah, culture is king. Culture like, is king. You mentioned legacy. Talking about the Lakers, the mm-hmm. Lake Show legacy. Being from out here, you know, mm-hmm. from the IE, mm-hmm. right? IE baby. <laughs> being, but being from out here, like you grew up on the Lake Show, mm-hmm. like Kobe, yep, Shaq, yep. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm a huge LeBron fan. Okay. So I ain't gonna lie, I've been a traveler. Yeah. Everywhere LeBron been, I've been. That's okay. Like my, the Heat, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm a Heat fan these mm. few years. A hundred percent. You know the Lakers. I'm a. Le- I've been a Lakers fan since he's been out here. 100%. Like I'm a Bron fan. That's just what I am, right? But, but even coming out here and feeling like this atmosphere and the, the culture out here in LA, mm-hmm. it's like, man, that's really what LA's about. Like, yeah, the city of champions for mm-hmm. real. And it comes from guys like, you know, we look at legacy and we look mm-hmm. at the Lake Show. It comes from that. It comes from like the Magic's, the mm-hmm. Creams. Mm-hmm. Then you go. Then you got the. Kobe's in the Shaq era, mm-hmm. and then you, then you got the Braun era. Yeah. Man, like, what did that mean to you actually being out here, being able to feel that atmosphere a little bit? Um, I think it was dope. Like, Kobe is, like, one of my favorite players of all time. Um, when we all see you had the Kobe uh, the Kobe pads. I did. That was I did. dope. I appreciate that. that um, yeah, like, he was the first person that I saw from start to finish. LeBron would probably be the second person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't see Jordan from start to finish. Mm-hmm. I saw Kobe from start to finish, and I saw LeBron from start to finish. But Kobe was one um, that you saw he had a confidence in himself. Mm-hmm. He had a belief in himself. And, you know, we saw the growth from, you know, he wasn't the number one guy when he first got into the league. He he wasn't making the shots like he was making towards the end of, you know, his career. Like, we saw he had to put the work in. He put it in. And he put the work in. And every single time I, I, I've i come across people who know him, that's the first thing they talk about is his worth ethic. So that inspired me to, to work hard. And then, you know, the beautiful thing was the transition. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when I looked at him from afar, and I think when a lot of people looked at him from afar, they thought he was so focused on basketball that he was going to be kind of like Jordan where, you know, he going to come back a couple times and then mm-hmm. go away from the game. Yeah. But when he left, he left and, you know, won an Oscar. Step right into a new life. You know what I mean? Like, life, yes. won an Oscar and won a, um, you know, had some great venture deals um, that he didn't, unfortunately, get be able to get to see the, the benefits of that. And so um, when you heard about it and you, you're like, man, like, how did he win an Oscar? How did he do all these different right. things? And what you found out was as he only let us see the focus on basketball, but he was also doing other things. Like he was teaching himself the piano on road mm-hmm. games. He was, you know, reading, he was writing on planes and things of that nature. And like, for me, that was another inspiring thing to be like, all right, I need to, you know, focus on, you know, something other than, yeah, you know, football, because I think that's what, you know, gets you know, us as players in trouble sometimes because we, yep. we we focus so much on 
on one thing and when they take it away from us, because at some point it's going to take it away from ourselves. us. We lose ourselves for a minute because yeah. we didn't find that other thing. And so that was my thing was, I, I, although I'm I'm 100% in football, I do need to find that other thing because, you know, you got to make sure your sanity is straight whenever you walk away 100%. from the game. And, 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 and this is what people don't understand. Like, and I and actually I love this because that's what Uninterrupted is about, being more than an athlete. Mm-hmm. It's giving the, the, us, us the platform to be able to, to speak about things mm-hmm. like this. Like, people don't understand. We can be 100% football when we playing football, when we at the facility working mm-hmm. out, when we watching film. But when we leave there, we still got a life. Yeah. We still got a life. And, and that's where people need to explore and try to do different things and figure out what, what else they like other than just football. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, that goes for all athletes. And like you saying, you got to got to watch Kobe. And I'm, I'm a huge LeBron fan. So obviously I yeah. see. Likewise. I see what LeBron LeBron is able to do and, and how LeBron he's taking. LeBron has been special, He's a man. businessman. LeBron man. has been special, man. It's, again, like. Having a guy touch a billion dollars while he's still playing, that that gives so much hope for a lot of young young people that that is possible. You yeah. know, if you do it the right way, and he's done, he's touched everything from movies to I mean, venture deals to he's another guy schools. that you know what I mean. He's another guy that that inspires me for sure. Um, you know, even like something little. You know, I don't know how he read the book or not, but <laughs> you know what I mean because yeah. there's that meme out, but. Like when I saw like it's like game six or something like that, and he going to the thing with a book. I'm like, dang, I need to, I need to pick a book up. Like this dude, this dude is is in the middle of the finals. Like, you know, and I thought that was dope. Um, Same thing with like Nipsey. Nipsey's another person that I feel like I was just looking at his interviews that I was grateful to to be a part of that era because he's a person that again grew from where he was at to the music. To the stuff that he was doing mm-hmm. off, you know, away from music, it's like, man, like we can really do so many different things if we just put our mind to it. But like sometimes, as athletes, they try to put us in this box and say we only can do this, and it's like that's not true. You wouldn't do that with anybody else. Exactly. So why, why do the athletes in the box where it's like, oh, they're only good at their sport? Like, that's not true. I know a lot of athletes that draw, that are really good at drawing. Mm-hmm. That should be artists when they get done. You know what I'm saying? I know some that are good at business and they should go into business when they're done. And even like when I look at, you know, some of the people that I've been fortunate enough to meet in the business world, a lot of them look for people that have ath- athletic backgrounds because, yeah. you know, it shows that you've been around team. people, team, mm-hmm. different perspectives, and you had to, you know, kind of um, intertwine your perspective with others to mm-hmm. for the benefit for the whole group. So probably had to come come through adversity, overcome you know adversity, I mean? all that. All that. At some point, you got hurt at some point. And that's a challenging thing. And, you know, that's that's a mentality that, you know, you could take into any field, to be honest. Man, that is, that's good stuff, man. LA, LA's had a lot, of, a lot of good influences out here, really. For sure. Like sports, music. For sure. Everything. LA's like, LA is the, the, the place of opportunity. Like when I, when I first got traded out here, people asked me how, how much I liked it in. Um, what I liked about it, I I didn't think that I was gonna like. It. I used to love visiting here, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, and right. having fun and, yeah. and going around shopping, whatever the case may be. But I never thought I would like living here because yeah. I'm like, man, it's just LA too fast, moving too fast. People mm-hmm. want to move too fast. People in and out. Like I never thought I was gonna like it, but being out here, like I tell people, like I never want to leave. Yeah, because the opportunities are endless. Like the opportunities are really endless, and you don't have to. 
get into everything. Yeah. You can, you know, the opportunity's there for you yeah. to do whatever, but you don't have to. Get into what you like, you know, meet people, network, get around things that you want to do. If you want to, if you want to, like for me personally, like this podcast mm-hmm. is something, like I want to step into, I want to be an EP. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be an executive producer on, on short clips and films mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like that's what I want to do. So I want to, you know, walk in there, yeah. stay, stay, you a know, great, step a foot in there, a great learn place. from guys who've been doing it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I like like you saying you take a lot of inspiration from from people. I do the same thing, man. That's yeah. something that um, I really respect, man. I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate you it, man. giving us a you know an insight of not not only like man Bobby the great football player who we all already know what we see on the field week in and week out. Mm-hmm. Lord, no, I'm thankful to have you as appreciate a teammate. You, appreciate you. Appreciate know you. I mean? Likewise, trust me. But also getting to see off the field, Bobby. You know what I mean? Off the field, Bobby, what Bobby wants to do after he's done playing mm-hmm. and getting that gold jacket and all that good stuff. Yeah. I do got one last question for you before I let you go, though. Mm-hmm. What is a good book that you would recommend anybody? Like, a, it could be an easy read. It could be a hard read. It could be Harry Potter for all I care. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? When I when people ask me, like, what's a good read, I always ask them back, like, what direction are you looking for? Because, mm. like, I have so many different directions. Mm. Um, when it comes to contract, a book, book I picked up was uh, Crunching Numbers. And that basically broke down all the, like, contract, like, every, like, literally every chapter, every paragraph was, was something related to, um, you know, the contract and what to look for and things of that nature. But if you want to, like, be spiritual, I think Seed of the Soul is a great book. Um, the Seven Decisions is a good book. Would you ever write a book? I'm going to write a book, for sure. That's the that's the goal. Whenever I'm done, I'm going to write my story, and I'm going to put dot, 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 because I'm pretty sure it's going to be to be continued. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. I appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. Week three, this has been my favorite episode so far. Man, it's, it's, we coming to y'all a little bit different. Not in the suite, like I said, man. We we fresh off a W uh, against a divisional team, the Arizona Cardinals. We hopped on the plane. From the plane, we came straight to the Sprinter. We in the Sprinter giving y'all the show, man. Bobby gave us a lot of good insight, a lot of good game, man. I hope y'all are inspired by this episode. This has been my favorite one by far yet. Thanks for listening to Straight Off The Press. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes drop every Tuesday. For full video episodes, check out Uninterrupted's YouTube channel and click subscribe. Catch y'all next week.